Listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Righto, well, straight off the bat, what is text? And he said, the 1987 World Cup, the country was divided post the Cavaliers tour. At the end of the 87 World Cup, when David Kirk raised the trophy, the whole country was behind the team. That's a really good point, Waddy. That was, it was tumultuous before then. Springbok tour was 81. And then um, there was a clean out and that sort of, um, re-energised I think the rugby public was the 87 World Cup and that, that wasn't professional back in those days the famous stories of players returning to work after the World Cup final they were back at work on the Monday it doesn't happen now they go to Mallorca or or New York or something after a rugby World Cup don't they gosh times have changed but your favourite World Cups I mentioned that I love the Olympics one that I one that I always remember, well I say I always remember I always get the year wrong, but I think it was 2010 somewhere or nine, um, when the Rowing World Cup was on at Karapiro I just, oh I loved it, I'd never been to one before I'd never been to a big regatta live, and that Rowing World Champs at Karapiro was so good, and we had so many good athletes you know, Drysdale and Bond Murray and they were all at their heights, and um, it was just brilliant. And it was actually the first time that um, the TAB, who I was working for then, did a live broadcast that wasn't horse racing, and we did the rowing champs. Now, we we didn't and weren't allowed to show the races, but I had, a, I think it was Nathan Twaddle, a former New Zealand rower, as my co-host. And, we, and so he had access to all the athletes, and we did some great, interviews before the race and previewed a um, whole lot of races and then the winners would come in and we'd just, we were positioned just down off the pontoons where they came in and so we'd grab them for a quick chat and they could hardly breathe and hardly talk but the rowing community was awesome and because we were going to do that we got to spend a bit of time, well I got to spend about oh, four or five days down in and around them and um went and interviewed them all about the journey that they'd taken to get to the Rowing World Cup and it was so interesting and then the atmosphere as it it's like a not a slow train crash but all of the crowd are sitting about I'm going to say about 300 metres from the finish line to about 100 metres from the finish line and then or 50 and then the finish line's past the main crowd but only just and it's quite hard to see how they're travelling. You can see the boats and you can see the colours and you know which lane you're in, but they're miles away. It's two two kilometres, isn't it, a, a rowing track? Yeah. And you can't really tell, but there was a big screen and you're watching them there and then teams make their surge in the final 500 and the roar just, it's like hearing a far-off avalanche starting to come towards you down the mountain and it just starts, it, it bubbles and then it grows and it grows, particularly if a New Zealander is within within Kui. And I'll never forget Louisa Ailing. Louisa, Louisa, 
uh, Ailing, anyway, A-Y-L-I-N-G. Um, I know I've told this before, but it, it's always left an imprint on me. She wasn't expected. They were hoping she'd make the B final, and she qualified fifth or sixth in the A final, and then just was fifth or sixth most of the final, and then the crowd got into her ears, and she took off and medalled, and it was just absolutely brilliant. So the rowing um, world champs at Carapiro way back then has always left an indelible indelible mark on me I'll, ne- I'll never forget that but TV um, I love the Olympics I love the um, I, I enjoy the Rugby World Cup don't think I love it I enjoy it love the Olympics love the Commonwealth Games Rugby League World Cup um, not not for me and of the Rugby World Cups I agree the 87 the 2011 was brilliant um, I was like working every day of that whole tournament, and I just absolutely loved it. Going around some of the minor teams, doing stories with them, and um, I particularly remember the American team. It was so much fun. So keen to hear. No one's rung. No one's rung. I'm very surprised. I thought someone would have a, a World Cup that they remembered or the one they went to or the one they looked forward to. So we'll take a break. Um, get courageous. Give us a yell. 0800 150 Talk to you after this. Uh, we're going down to Marlborough, not far from Ward, I believe, is Graham. G'day, Graham. <laughs> How are you, Steph? How are you, brother? All right, mate? Good, good, mate. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got, I've got two or three things that I really enjoy. Um, the Rugby World Cup, just because of just sort of our national game and it's so much debate about it and when it goes wrong, it's even more debate, but when it goes right, it's... It's a good feeling because we are generally the best in the world at it. Yeah. And have been for a long time, so that's always a cool buzz. Um, the other one, the Olympics, the swimming, Olympics and Commonwealth Games swimming. I mm. love watching the swimming, just the effort they put in. And having had a daughter that was pretty handy at swimming and how much work goes into it. And, and if I win a medal somewhere or beat a, you know, my girl got a couple of records and, um, the buzz is unreal, man. Like and you know how hard they've worked. Uh, it's, um, so I enjoy that sort of stuff. And in the lesser sports, you know, the bowls and that sort of thing. You know, all the skeet shooting and just they don't get a lot of funding, but they work just as hard. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and and you know, and they, you know, the surfing and that was the first time at um, the Olympics, and you know, haven't been done a bit of surf. You just, yeah, just those sort of things. You really know how hard these people work, and probably don't get the credit they deserve. And now that I'm a little bit older and can't play much sport, or you know, apart from me pig hunting and the, or, or the things that you're not really allowed to talk about on the radio, is um, <laughs> is, 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 is uh, <laughs> I enjoy. I really, I really look forward to the world champion darts every year coming up around Christmas. Oh, morning. it's brilliant! I just, yes, I just love, I just love the darts. They're all good now. They're all good. You know, 20 years ago they were there was sort of Phil Taylor, Bristow, one or two others. But now anybody can beat anybody, and you know. And when Adrian Lewis won it in 2011, two years in a row, like the 180s, mate, was just like people say it's not a sport, but you try doing it at that level for so long, it's it's like it just goes on for two and a half weeks. Unreal, man. And like I just really look forward to just when I get the odd day off, sitting down and watching it, and um, just in awe of how they keep hitting. 
triple twenties, then so long as Steph doesn't give me the result like he did two weeks ago, we'll be sweet mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've never lived that down. I never lived that down, old Bully Boy Smith. I'm so sorry, oh, well, bro. Mate, I went, I went diving, Steph. I went diving, and I thought of you every time I was going down to grab a cray and missed it. But that's bloody Steph's fault. Like, he's got my head. He's got my head spun the wrong way. But, no, no, it's all good, mate. I, I realise you're a sports show, eh? But I, I'm going to never let you forget that, eh? I I ne- you won't need to remind me. Or I, I live with it every day upon waking, Graham. Yeah, well, when you come down for a visit and we go fishing, I'm going to throw you over. Okay, <laughs> okay, I'll drag you with me. Good to hear from you, Graham. Well, we'll have a go. Oh, dropped off. Dropped off. Um, sorry, Graham, you just dropped off. We'll go to Simon in Hamilton. G'day, Simon. Yeah, how's Steffi? How's things all right? Good, thanks, Simon. Yeah, a couple of things for me. Um, Growing up, obviously, the Olympics was very good, but 84, uh, when the canoers won all those gold medals, that was pretty memorable as a young fella. I remember that vividly. Mm. McDonald and uh, Thompson and... Um, oh, Ferg. Uh, yeah, so... And also something that's always on my radar is the majors in golf, especially... Uh, 2005 Pinehurst number two on Michael Campbell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love, I love the golf majors, and my favourite's the Masters. I don't know why, but I just love it. Maybe it's viewing time. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's that, and it's just it's familiar. There's not too many changes and stuff mm. like that. I mean, if you if, if everything was at St Andrews, it'd be cool. But um, yeah, the Masters is my favourite one as well. But. Uh, Sitting there watching Cambo win that—that was pretty, pretty special. It sure was, really special. Awesome. Thanks, Simon. Awesome call. Cheers, buddy. Uh, Simon from Hamilton. We go to Zade from Auckland. I wonder which UFC card Zade's gonna say was his favourite of all time. Um, I was talking about a few things first. Right. Yeah. (coughs) I forgot it was Monday, and we get the Zade Sports (coughs) update. Here he comes. Go. You know how Mark Carroll got his nickname? Who? Mark Carroll. Spud. Yeah. I don't know how he got that name. Do you want, do you want to hear the story? So I found his book last night. Yeah. I was looking for a new book. He got it from eating 16 potatoes before playing a rugby league game. It's <laughs> 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 oh, trivia aid today. I like it. And um, I do want to go to the sports wrap. Um, you, you, um, Ed will be happy. You may... Um, I didn't know Sam Parks was that good at King of the Ring. He came down to Auckland and said, um, take that, boys. And he, he, he took the King of the Ring belt home with him. <laughs> Sam Ed, Parks. Sam Parks. Ed's actually on hold listening to all of this. Yeah. Um, I didn't, didn't know he was that good. Um, won three fights in a row and he uh, cashed that. He got, he's got that 10K uh, chicken. So um, if Ed's looking for any bears, maybe go and ask uh, <laughs> Sam Parks if, he, if he's got... He's got any money left. <laughs> I'll put that to Ed surely. Oh, you went to the King of the Ring, didn't you? Yeah, I went to the King of the Ring. Yeah, it was great. Great fights. Awesome. Um, and um, also, my, um, uh, big David, David Tuitapou got another win. Um, he went in a full three rounds, was starting to get a bit gas, but uh, he got through 167 kg, seven foot. Yeah. The um, big giant. But uh, yeah. Um, and you're right, the Soccer World Cup's been insane. Korea, Korea making it through, beating Portugal. Um, Japan making it through, knocking out Germany. Morocco making it through. 
I, I haven't seen this many upsets in the Football World Cup before. Um, the last one was good as well, France. Obviously, you've got to go to 2015 and 2011 Rugby World Cup. Uh, they're both great. Um, the Cricket World Cup, which was in New Zealand, was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I remember going there with uh, Pakistan, South Africa, and um, Eden Park in Pakistan, then South Africa, so that was pretty cool, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, last thing before I go, um, my mate, uh, Paddy the Baddie's fighting this weekend. He is. He, has oh, he got a new opponent? No, I don't think so. Oh, I remember that there was a guy that won yesterday and he said he wanted to take on Paddy because his opponent was going to get eliminated or something, but I'm not sure. What about, you, you haven't mentioned your boy, the Shoey. Ah, uh, yeah, he was horrible. Yeah, got smoked. That Russian's good though, mate. Jeepers. Yeah, too much power. Destroyed him. And, oh, and what about fight of the year? Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, Kevin Holland. That, Is that guy made of bricks? How, how did he not get knocked out? Oh, that was... Uh, it would have been that hard to watch insane. for people that don't like MMA or UFC. That would have been a hard yeah. watch, but geez, it was unbelievable. That was insane. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. That was slugging. Mm. Awesome, Zaid. Right, thank you. Good on you, buddy. There's Zaid and on hold listening in about Sam Parks winning King of the Ring. Ed, kia ora, Ed. Oh, you know, I was just going to ask, I'm sure it's good to see I was just going to ask old Zaid and Zaid, those Sammy Parks. I don't know if it's the same Sam Parks, is it? Yes, it is, Brad. Is and, it really? Uh, Sam Parks from Uawa, Tolaga Bay, and he plays with Nakatro East Coast. Yeah. And he's nominated for the Inns Fitzpatrick Medal. He Ian is. Fitzpatrick Medal. He is, he is. Yes, that's the same part. Oh, yeah, he's been uh, punching for quite a while, bro. Oh, I didn't know it was the same one. Yeah, he's oh. got a lot of videos, man. Um, they're all up there. Wow. But, um, so, yeah, many up to, to, that, to our young fella, 50-plus uh, games for the East Coast. Yeah. So, you know, he's got, boy. He's the halfback, eh? Hey? Uh, he's the halfback, scored those three tries in yeah. uh, the semi-final. Yeah, he's a big, he's a big and, halfback. And no doubt did the damage in the final. Yeah. That's Sam Parks. His dad was, a, was an East Coast player, Murray. Yep. Okay. And, oh, he's a fighter too, because I was there when you, uh, they had a punch-up in the pub. <laughs> Yes, oh. I was standing outside and all these fellas came out and hello, that's Murray Park and who's the other fella? Oh my gosh. That's old Hori Hori. Hori Hori. Yep. Oh. That's my cousin. Uh. But um, I also rung up for the pinnacle was, um, so when I was a young fella playing for the New Zealand Schoolboy Goose, 84, there was a competition called the Tough Cup. Yeah, the Tough Cup. National Rugby League. Yeah. Well, you had clubs. Like 16 clubs, and they'd kick off, you know, um, and the final will be between um, Mount Albert and Order who used to always manage to get there, but there will be teams from Wellington coming up, Randwick, Wainui Yamada. Yeah, and you'd have all these teams, and I remember this team, Wurupara. They got all the way through, but they just couldn't make it. But, you know, everybody will remember, wouldn't they remember um, Frank Tinitalia getting their runaway truck? From halfway. Great, greatest rugby yeah. league try of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a tough cut. Uh, oh, plus, don't forget the other pinnacle was in Ren Ortara in 1996. Went to the final. It was triple, triple um, extra time. We beat them 36-28 uh, over Odu. Yeah, boy. There you go. Oh yeah. There you go. There you go, Samuel. Well, that's my call for the day, my brother. Thank you, buddy.
There is Ed. There is Ed. Um, and actually, he said this is Call of the Day. We have a Call of the Month prize as well. Um, that is by Over Living. We gave away last week uh, the Oklahoma Joe's Blackjack Charcoal Kettle Grill. Well... Um, the Able Living Quarter of the Month, I'm going to get Kez to say to say it because I always get tongue-tied. So, Kez, what does the caller of the month onto SCNZ, any show, any time, day or night, Able Living are providing? It's the lovely Charmate Colt 48 Smoker and Barbecue. <laughs> smoker and Barbecue. Able Living. Why wouldn't you? Give us a call, any show, any time. And I think it was Ryan that won it last month. I think it was Ryan from Hamilton won the charcoal kettle grill. Big thanks to Able Living for supporting all you fine folk that call into SENZ anytime, day or night. We're at twelve thirty, which means it's a new sport and weather update with I think Johnny Max here. Yeah, Johnny Max here. Let's hear him. Listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Right, one of your pinnacle events. We've had a, a range of them, and darts uh, was one that I hadn't thought of. But I, darts, roast chicken, Christmas, all go together. Darts is fantastic. In fact, my lovely sister Flew used to go every year uh, to Alley Pally. Loved the dress up, loved the chanting, and, and fell in love with the sport as well. Um, so what are your favourite events every year? That was a ripper one that I hadn't even thought of. Uh, the great man Graham out of Wairarapa. Kia ora, Graham. Mate, how are you? Good, thanks, bud. Boy, no, you matter, and it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it is. It's the Nui. Again, again, yeah, exactly the Nui. Mate, I reckon um, any live sport is fantastic. It just uh, it it sticks in your mind. Mm. Um, you know, like um, I went to the uh, the Bahrain, and I've, I think I've mentioned this two or three times before now. But I went to the Bahrain New Zealand game at the Caton. That was absolute euphoria. Mm. Absolute euphoria. Um, you know, goosebumps material. You know, going to um, um, basketball games um, in Wellington um, with the TAB a few years ago. That was fantastic, you know. And it was just live and electric. Um, but um, I, went to, I went to a Canes game in Sydney. We went on a boys, boys trip and... Um, Canes versus Waratahs, and, uh, oh, and, and, and yeah, yeah, and I picked. I went a few beers at the uh, at the TAB down the road beforehand, and I picked the exact score. I think it was fifteen nine to the Canes, um, but you know, um, a man or two losing the shield. Do I mention it? Do I mention it? Don't mention it. That's entrenched and stuck, and that's, you can't erase that one. Thanks, Chippy Seminoff, not um, <laughs> and. Um, do you remember that game in Moikato, Auckland? You, you should remember it. Arthur Stone did that um, runaway try. Yes. the shield. Yes, we actually, yeah. we talked about that, about upsets or something. We did a thing last year and someone texts through and like Arthur Stone got mentioned a few times and someone texts through and he said, Arthur Stone's a builder in Dunedin now and he's on my building site. So about five minutes later, we spoke to Arthur Stone on the radio. <laughs> it was great. Oh, wicked. Yeah. Wicked. Wicked. Yeah, 
and the other the other thing I think mate, is um, I won't say the resurgence, but the surgence of um, of women in sport. Mm. It's amazing what's going on. It's amazing what's going on. You know, even in darts. Yeah. You know, Sharon, it's awesome what uh, what's happening with the women and the and the and the respect and that and the exposure that they're getting. I reckon it's fantastic. Yeah, I do too. It's like a whole new sport. It's the same sport, different athletes with a fresh perspective. And um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mate. Good man, Graeme. Uh, fond regards you, to everyone in Wainui. Give away. Okay, well, <laughs> always. <laughs> Come away. See you, mate. Uh, Graham, um, travelling around the, the lower North Island as he does. I never quite know where he's going to be ringing from, Graham. Um, I've just brought up a uh, little video of Sam Parks fighting MMA against John Vake, and of course John Vake out of city kickboxing, and Sam Parks out of ROA Gisborne. He is a tough, vicious rooster, Sammy Parks. Me oh my. Um, don't know who wins it, but I just thought I'd have a look. He's well built, stocky young man. Um, some texts that are coming. Um, Zay talked about how Mark Spud Carroll got his nickname by eating 16 potatoes before the, an NRL game and Rory our great man said speaking of potatoes I made a massive gun out of potatoes once it was a weapon of mash destruction <laughs> Kieran wants to laugh but he can't <laughs> uh, Kane said he's pleased he only had a little dabble on Taituivasa oh gosh that was a brutal event um, best event from Greeny every two years is the Ryder Cup and we don't even play in it we don't even play in it. Oh, I thought you were giving me hand signals, Kieran. No. Ryder Cup's fantastic. Uh, I actually went to the World Cup of Golf in 98 at Gulf Harbour. Yeah, 98 at Gulf Harbour. Um, and I'm trying to think who played. Uh, oh, Dave. Oh, gosh. What a terrible memory. Um, did Colin Montgomery play? And I'm just trying to remember there was a David that played for England. Um, um, Steve Flesh, I think, played for America. I'm going to look it up to see who the teams were. But Golf Harbour was a brand new course. Like, I'm thinking less than a year old, so the trees hadn't developed and all that sort of stuff. But it was so good to be wandering. David Carter. David Carter. Oh, and the brother of the um, Formula One driver, Coulthard. Yeah, one of the cool tards as well. We'll have a quick break. When we come back, Gary from Upper Hutt's just starting to call, so we'll put him on hold just for a couple of minutes. Sorry, Gary. And if you want to join in, what's your favourite pinnacle events? Uh, World Cup of Golf's fun too. And the Golf Majors. 0800 150 11. Back after a break. Fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz. Mark Stafford kicking back and talking sport all afternoon. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Let's interrupt uh, Gary from his egg and mayo sandwich at lunchtime down there in Upper Hutt. G'day, Gary. <laughs> Actually, it's brown rice and quinoa, mate. Oh, jeepers, you've gone all <laughs> modern on me. <laughs> Bloody nice, too, I tell you. There you go. <laughs> hey, um, it's a little off topic, but seems as Ed and I think it was Graham rung up talking about Wainui. Mm. Well, you wouldn't believe it, but not half an hour ago, Arnold Lomax just turned up on site here. Did he? One of the old famous Lomax brothers. Yeah, and I tell you what, he's still looking like he could play too. Yes. He's built. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he got into, uh, I think, personal training or something like that post-career? 
Yeah, yeah, he's very, he is really in shape. Yeah, he actually looks after all the young apprentices and everything for Welltech. So, um, oh, nice. yeah, he come from brought a young fella on site. Yeah, I just thought, oh, how, how apt's that? A couple of people mentioned why Nui League. I thought, well, <laughs> yeah, and look who turns up on site. <laughs> Fate. I won't bore you with my um my World Cup one. I've told that once here before. Um, the Cricket World Cup when we're up in Africa, sitting out in the desert listening that's to right. the radio. But that's, that's the one right. that always sticks with me. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's a good memory to have. Yeah. But no, no, yeah, I'll, I'll leave you to it. I just thought I, I just couldn't ring up not hearing why I knew he mentioned a couple of times. And yeah, by coincidence, this man Mountain turns up as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff, Gary. Good to hear from you. All right, mate. Have a good day. Cheers, Thanks. mate. Enjoy Upper Hut. Uh, one more. Ryan from Hamilton. G'day, Ryan. Hey, Steph, how are you, bud? I'm good, thanks. I'm good, thanks, my blackjack charcoal kettle grill, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the claimant. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Um, yeah, well, heard, uh, got a couple of messages on, on Friday and, and yeah, got caught up and then uh, heard you speaking earlier and, and uh, so wanted to give you a bell, but... Um, Mate, if we're if we're going to uh, go go nostalgia wise, I'll go um, nothing better than the Tamaranui domain, watching King Country play First Division rugby oh. um, back back in the you know back in the nineties. That was that was cool, mate. Like having Auckland down, having Wellington playing Canterbury at, at Tikawiti and stuff like that. That was that was pretty cool growing up and, and seeing your local heroes, you know, play that level of footy. Yeah, and we probably won't see it again unless there's one of those, um, you know, a Heartland team or two get a Ramfurly Shield challenge before the season starts proper. But I, that that natural spread of top talent just isn't going to happen in the Heartland between Heartland and NPC and Super Rugby again, is it? Since professionalism, it's it's really compartmentalised it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, it's the way of the world, and it is unfortunate. Um, I think it gave you know, kids, some, you know, um, some someone local to aspire to, and and that that has huge value, eh? Um, but yeah, like like the guys said earlier, you know, any life sport. I was lucky enough. I went to a 2011 Rugby World Cup final with my old man. Brilliant. Um, sat behind the post. Yeah, sat behind the post, mate, right in front of Tony Woodcock. Do the quiet try. Um, back on good fever. That was something I'll, I'll never forget. That was, that was awesome. The, the funny thing is, like, when we do things like this, it's the ones people were at that they remember. Yeah. And it's and um, public are going less and less to live events, but when you get later on in life, they're the ones you remember, the ones that you actually did go to. Like, one of my most memorable test matches was, I think it was the last test match at Athletic Park and the rain and bog and... Uh, all Blacks Wallabies and we beat them by about 45-12 or something but I'll never forget that test match and they've played the Wallabies you know heaps of times since but I don't really remember them I wish I had had the chance to go down to Park. I never did I was, I was a bit too young but my old man recalled stories of going down there sitting in the Mallard stand you know during real heavy wind and, and that sort of, sort of thing as, as you say being there is is something else. Mate, I've got to take my hat off to the breakers. I took my son up there a few Saturdays ago. Um, we uh, sort of caught the train up and, and made it a, a cool experience for me. He's only a little tech, like he's, what, seven now. But um, what an experience. What an experience the breakers put on. And for my son, who's a little bit shy and and um, and, and reclused a little bit, he um, he just loved it and, and got right into it. And, Brilliant. Yeah, big hats off to them, mate, because yeah, going, going to a live breakers game, I highly recommend that.
That is next level. Yeah, I'm really pleased you pointed that out. They do do it so well. And the cool thing is the the $10 seat that the kid occupies and the $40 seat that the um, adult occupies, they treat all fans the same. And they, I, I feel like they really do put in an effort to entertain the kids, and the kids really respond, eh? Yeah, it's, it's, I was talking to a few, few mates of mine, you know, good, good rugby men, and I was telling them about it because I honestly I, I was buzzing from that experience and I turned around to my son and said you know do you want to go back and he's like yeah want to go back he falls asleep at the rugby he doesn't even want to be there it's it's you know it's not entertaining for him um, and I don't blame him um, but they have an advantage it's an indoor arena you can contr- there's so many controllables but it's one thing I, I think that we do do poorly okay we're not we're not America. You know, we don't have that size and, and the stadia and all that sort of thing, but I think it's one thing that um, some of those sports like rugby need to look at as, as entertainment because, yeah, the breakers, like you say, just so engaged, um, going out beforehand. This, hey, breakers, you know, if breakers fans, if this is the first time you've been here, this there's three rules. This is what we do, and it's engaging. It, mm. it makes you want to sit there and chant because everyone else is doing it, whereas at rugby games, it's, Oh, here we go again. You know, it's just very dry and and minor and um, old school. Yeah. Very old school. I hear you, Ryan. I hear you, and I love that your boy loved it. That's awesome. Yeah. Have a good one, Steph. Enjoy it, mate. Good man, Ryan. Um, good man, isn't that? That's a good news story. Um, I do love it when the kids... And here's the thing. He's falling in love with basketball. Um, he might go to Ryan, his dad, and say, Dad, I wouldn't mind giving it a, you know, having a game or going to his teacher or he, when he starts intermediate. And they say, who wants to have a go at basketball? Because of that, because of that interaction at that young age, you might, oh, I might give basketball a dart. Um, such a good uh, community feel with the breakers, and they are on a tear at the moment as well um, good stuff good stuff because I remember as a young fellow I used to go to watch Palmerston North um, before they were the Jets they were what were they called Ubix Palmerston North Joe Frost uh, and I think Joe Frost worked for Ubix and he ended up coaching them Ubix were a photo company, uh, photocopying company or photocopiers Tyrone Brown and Willie Burton and um, all of those guys and the other teams had Clyde Huntley and Kenny McFadden and, oh, just Ronnie Joyner, just Ben Anthony, I could go on. Um, And that made me fall in love with basketball, and I played. I started playing at um, secondary school because of my um, connection to those guys and just wanted to be part of the game. I was never any good, but I loved the game of basketball, just loved it. Um, 0800 150 if you want to give us a yell. Uh, We've got time for maybe one more after this break. Uh, we got time Time for one more call. We go to Scott in Wellington. G'day, Scott. Hi, you, Steph. How are you going? Good, thanks, Scott. Um, I, I must just say on that last one, yeah, the engagement, um, obviously, especially for the kids, it, it means a lot. We took our, our oldest to, the, to one of the Phoenix games a few years back, and he met the players, and it, it just meant so much to him that now we can't actually ever get his uh, Phoenix top off him to actually wash it. Um, you know, it's just that it, it, it means so much to him that now he he just wants to wear it and show that off all the time. That's I remember I took a very shy young boyfriend of mine's son to a Phoenix game. He'd never been to a game, and I went and sat in the yellow fever with him, and he loved it and started playing soccer yep. the next week. Yeah, it just it's just that you know if if they pick up and they you know it's just something that will get them going. You've just got to have something that brings that interaction into it. 
um, which which makes them enjoy it. And I'll just tell you my favourite memory quickly because I know you'll be going to a break soon. Um, back it was actually a Test match New Zealand versus England um, cricket in Eden Park back in the 90s, and um, it was New Zealand were nine down. Uh, Nathan Astor was out on out at the wicket. Uh, Danny Morrison came out just before lunchtime. Um, I was a early teenager. The mates wanted to go and play cricket out the back. I said, no, 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 we'll, we'll just wait. We'll see the last wicket. Got to lunch. They got through. No worries. Said, no, no, it'll be, it'll be over soon. We'll, we'll go and play shortly. Well, Danny Morrison batted all afternoon, <laughs> uh, basically through to close with Nathan Astle. I think he got 14 and Astle got 102, I think it was, if I remember rightly. And uh, we never ended up getting to play cricket out the back. <laughs> That's a great yarn. Oh, that's a wonderful yarn. I do. That must be the one. I always remember Danny Morrison batted. It seemed like a whole day for next to nothing. But the guy then it was Astle. So uh, you've refreshed my memory. Good stuff, Scotty. That's a great. That's a great memory to have. Yeah, no, it was. It was a. It was a great day, and it stuck with me ever since. So you know, it's um, something I've told many people. Good stuff. I loved it. Thanks for telling us. No worries. Have a good day. Cheers, buddy. Scott out of Wellington. And, uh, yeah, I love that story about his boy won't take the Phoenix top off. I mean, get them when they're young. Engage with them um, because the seven-year-old now is 27 and 20 years and you want him on side. Um, did my boyfriend's son have fun? Uh, <laughs> did my boyfriend's son have fun? The did your boyfriend's son have fun? The son I took to the Phoenix did have fun. Just absolutely loved it. Got the hot dogs, got the drink, um, and then got involved in the chants. The only one was um, they chant one down there, the referees are starting with W, and he turned around to me and he said, what's a W? What's a W? Um, yeah, interesting. Um, no ramp music, which has got me a little bit confused, but we're coming up to, there it is. We've got some new sport and weather coming up. And after one o'clock, we're going to catch up with Maddie White across the ditch. And also I'm going to go through, we had some ripper texts in for the first hour. But John McNeil first.